All right, welcome into Are You Serious? Episode 30. Let that sink in. 30. 30 episodes. I am uh, meteorologist Andrew Dockery, meteorologist here in the morning. And Jamie Arnold, chief meteorologist here at WMBF News in Myrtle Beach. And we say, uh, yeah, I was going to say here, but you said Myrtle Beach, yeah. so you just got to my thinking because I know people are listening and they're not watching all the time. I did pull those numbers for you. Yes. It's about normal. In fact, we've had more listeners lately than watchers. Really? But it's like everything's kind of shifted, so I wonder if... It's just us. Maybe we're easy to listen to, but if it's a Maybe. guest, I don't yeah. know. I don't know. Overall, we have more views. Yeah. I've been told to have a face for radio, so maybe it's easier to listen than to watch. Especially since we're talking for 40, 45 minutes, yeah. whatever it might be. Um, but yeah, welcome in. If this is your first time for Are You Serious? Um, you picked a doozy. You picked a doozy. If this is your first time? You may want to pause. And maybe go back to a couple of the fun ones. <laughs> Happy hour with Lauren would be a good one yeah. to start. This one's going to be fun, but it's going to be. It is. We're going to go weather heavy on this. We and are. I'm excited about it. I actually had to kind of like brush up on some stuff this morning. Me too. I was uh, sitting here like all week, kind of thing, like, okay, now how how serious do I want to go? Yeah. Because it is going to be a little bit tougher, and I think we can we can kind of go there and then also dumb it down as well. Um, because let's be honest. Both you and I love this topic. We do. But we're still not experts at it. Nope. I'm going to tell you right now, there are people way smarter than us that know way more than what we're about to talk about. So yeah. we can kind of push some of those resources later. Um, before we get to that, we'll kind of talk about the weekend. How was your weekend? Uh, the weekend was good. Uh, filled with Halloween festivities. So it was a good weekend. Really good weekend. It was a good weekend. Had, uh, had the party Saturday night. Oh, the party was great. Everything was decorated perfectly. That's kind of my favorite part. Yeah. Yeah. You the, walk in, it's like a you had the spooky board. Oh, yeah. Said the charcuterie oh, board, yeah. the spooky board. It was good. And um, we got to talk about your costume. Yeah. Loved the, it. Yeah, you that and was the, in You my, and the family. The wigs were a, a work in progress. Emily's wig cracked me up. Uh, you all could probably see it. We were the Jonas Brothers. And it was Emily's idea to go to the Jonas Brothers. I think that was fantastic. And Brooks even had a little tiny microphone, which right. was like the cutest thing ever. <laughs> he just wanted to chew it. Yeah, but still. <laughs> yeah, it was fantastic for sure. And then your outfit, creativity-wise, right up there next to Lauren's, I think. I liked yours because obviously it's weather. It was probably the easiest costume I've ever done. I was El Nino, ordered a sweatshirt off of Amazon that had a hurricane it. on it, threw on a sombrero, a bathing suit. Done. That's awesome. And if you missed it, Lawrence was Taco Bell. Taco Bell. Yeah. Um, so her fiance Chase was wearing a taco outfit. Yep. And she, and was, she was Bell, dressed as Bell. Which it was good. Clever. Yeah. Um, can we also talk about you're watching this podcast, listening to this podcast? It's November. Yeah. Let it's the November. Christmas music play. Christmas music. It's gotten cold just in time for it. So yeah, love it. November. It's fantastic. And your Halloween costume. Timed out perfectly with this episode. I planned it that way. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to Are You Serious, where we are planning our life around this podcast. Um, I say we dive into the stuff now, and then we lighten it up at the end. Okay. In fact, I would say if you're watching this and you're like, oh, here we go, we have a fun game at the end. We're going to see if you can beat Jamie and I when it comes to our winter weather bold predictions. Oh. So I got some I got some fun things. This there. is all going to be a surprise for me because I have no idea about your game or your bold <laughs> predictions. So. Well, I'm going to need help with the game too because I was thinking and toying around with a couple ideas. We'll we'll talk about that here in a second. First, though, here we go. Winter weather outlook. Winter weather outlook. It's um, been years since I've done one of these. I've never done one. Really? Because, yeah. Yeah. I mean, officially, publicly, yeah, in my 100%. head, I bat around what I mm -hmm. think is probably going to happen for the winter. Yeah. Not really sure what my accuracy rate is, but it's not, um, it's not going to be accurate. Well, I would say it's hard to be accurate with these. But if there is a winter pattern that you can somewhat reliably count on, yeah. it is an El Nino winter. Yes. Now there are always caveats and we're mm -hmm. going to talk about those caveats, mm -hmm. but and we're talking specifically for this area. So that person watching yeah. from, Iran or Tennessee. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, we're talking here. And I can probably give you, when we get to that part, a little bit more of regions. Yeah. 
but and you'll see some of the graphics that kind of imply that, like, oh, hey, there I am. Oh, yeah. ah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. here right. we go. Yeah. But yes, most of our topics are going to be here in the Carolinas, and that's where we've kind of got down to the nitty gritty. So yep. um, we'll start very basic. And if we get too far ahead, you just pull me back because I love okay. this stuff. Okay. Um, El Nino, La Nina. Yes. You dress as El Nino. Uh, we talked <laughs> about it as Little Boy. Little Boy. It's um, El Nino comes from the name um, Little Boy, and but also Christ Child. Yeah. Because El Nino usually reaches its peak around Christmas. Yeah. And because... Uh, it refers to a warming of the water off the equatorial Pacific. So the Pacific yeah. Ocean off of South America. It mm-hmm. usually reaches its peak around Christmas. So uh, Christ Boy is where the name came from. So El Nino refers to that warming water. And we've uh, been talking about El Nino for the entire hurricane yep. season. It's carrying over into this upcoming winter so here we go. And La Nina, obviously, for those um, that may be familiar with winter outlooks, Simply the opposite. Yep. So we talk about warmer water out for El Nino. This would be colder water for yep. La Nina. You don't have to worry about it. La Nina for us is typically a little bit opposite, so drier um, and also warmer for us in the Carolinas. We're going to get to the fun part, which is El Nino. Um, also a big thing with El Nino, and I think we have the typical El Nino setup, the trade winds weakening, which basically means winds that go opposite of the United States, mm-hmm. they weaken, and that allows for this active storm pattern to unfold that you don't typically see yes. in other winter setups, which is the key. That is the key. So during an El Nino winter, the jet stream, the southern branch of the jet yep. stream, uh, during the winter you can actually get sort of two and sometimes even three branches really cool. of the jet stream. The southern branch uh, is the one that really impacts us the most, and that is the one uh, that typically goes west to east across the country and carries storm systems with it. They come ashore, usually California, southern California, move across the deep south and then out over the Atlantic Ocean. That active storm track during El Nino tends to produce a wetter than normal winter for us because a lot of those storms and a lot of times that jet stream, that southern jet, um, crosses over the Gulf of Mexico, the Mm -hmm. northern Gulf of Mexico. Gulf of Mexico, even in the winter, is just loaded with moisture. So each one of those storms picks up a ton of moisture. It heads off to the east and the northeast, and we get dumped on a lot. Yeah, and dumped on to... Want to make sure we say it does not always mean snow, even though nope. I want it to be. Yep. Dumped on in most of these winter outlooks are precipitation only. You're not going to see them say, here's snowfall. Snow, right. Precipitation and temperature. Yeah. So, like you said, the typical El Nino, um, wetter and cooler Didn't for us. We'll see. Yeah, so we have we actually have a map of this that kind of shows the general highlights of what an El Nino yep. looks like. Just a typical El Nino. The Carolinas, down through the deep south, Florida, back into Texas, all the way into Southern California, cooler and wetter than normal. The cooler part is oftentimes, though, a function of wetter. Mm -hmm. Not so much that it's colder, but because we have a lot of clouds and a lot of rain, typically during an El Nino winter, your temperatures are held down. If you look at that map, notice north of us and west of us, it's actually warmer and drier than mm-hmm. normal. So how is it warmer than normal north of us, but cooler than normal where we are? Because you'd think typically that cold air comes down. Um, the northern branch of the jet stream during El Nino tends to stay a little further north, but also tends to stay a little more west to east. Mm-hmm. So you don't get as many big surges and persistent surges of cold air. So, yeah, I'll stop there (laughs) before I'm trying to reel myself in. And if you get those persistent surges of cooler air, it's typically further east in an El Nino pattern. So you're not going to have a ton of cold snaps coming down across, um, let me see, uh, Montana, Seattle, Washington State, Um, those are the areas that would be a little bit more uh, warmer. You get a lot of ridging. We've talked about ridges, high pressure. You get a lot of high pressure systems up there. Um, That's just one 
ingredient to winter weather. There are so many more. And one of those that comes into, all right, is colder air going to be able to make it to mm-hmm. the Carolinas comes in when we talk about the NAO. My favorite. Oh, it's so my, good. My absolute favorite. And I had a really and good I time. And I knew this was your baby. I had a really good time building the graphics for uh, NAO. So yeah. NAO, this is this is where we really can't get too complicated. We're graduating so much here on Are You Serious? <laughs> I'm, I'm even pulling out my notes here because I need the, the map to reference. So... It, NAO, let's start with mm-hmm. what it stands for. North Atlantic Oscillation. Yep. There's a positive phase mm-hmm. and a negative phase yep. of the NAO. It's sometimes also called the Greenland Block. Yeah. Um, so let's think about an interstate. Mm-hmm. During, and, and I'm actually sort of following this analog because I read it this morning. I love this. This, this analogy, rather, and it was, it was so good. So during a positive... NAO, a positive North Atlantic oscillation. You get a big area of high pressure that forms out over the Atlantic Ocean. You get an area of low pressure that forms up near Greenland. And the circulation between those two basically allows the jet stream to kind of stay what we call zonal. Mm -hmm. So it's more of a west to east pattern. That tends to lock cold air up in Canada because what you need to get cold air down are big buckles in the jet stream. Mm -hmm. You need big buckles in the jet stream to get that cold air to pour in out of Canada. A positive NAO is unfavorable for that. We'll go back to the interstate analogy. You got a nice long shot straight interstate. Your storm tracks are just kind of going right along there. Everything's just kind of zipping along, Mm -hmm. but there's not a lot of intrusion of cold air behind each one of those. That's a positive NAO. Mm-hmm. We hate to see a positive NAO. It's the worst if you're a winter weather fan. Yeah. So um, last winter around here was a big positive NAO winter. Mm-hmm. Um, very mild winter last year. Yeah. Outside of that one little cold shot at Christmas, it was overall pretty mild. A negative NAO, so the North, North Atlantic oscillation phase goes negative. Let's take that interstate, but instead of a nice straight shot, you're going to start throwing in detours. So you get what we call the Greenland block. And what that simply shows is the high pressure out of the Atlantic gets pushed further off to the east, way out east in the Atlantic. You, that allows you to start getting some big dips in the jet stream. Oh, that's the best. Big dips in the jet stream. Big, the jet stream sort of dives down. <laughs> I feel like I need my green screen right yeah, now. right? <laughs> so what typically happens, the jet stream dives down over mm-hmm. the East Coast, sometimes all the way down to the Gulf of Mexico and Florida, and then kind of rides up the coast. That allows much colder air to come down from Canada, especially across the eastern half of the U.S. And it also, because it usually when you get a negative NAO, it kind of locks in for a little bit. It'll, mm-hmm. it'll stick around for two or three weeks. That allows not only the cold air to come down, but to stay down. So you get reinforcing shots of cold air. So um, you get the cold air. The other great thing about a negative NAO is with the jet stream dropping so far south, south of us even, you line up the good storm track. Mm -hmm. And the really good storm tracks that we need in the Carolinas for decent winter storms, more often than not, are associated with a negative NAO. So you have that cold air pouring down into the Gulf of Mexico. One of the things you need to get a good, strong, low pressure to form is a really sharp temperature contrast. Mm -hmm. So you consider how warm the Gulf of Mexico is, even in the winter, you start charging some bitter cold air down over there. You get that contrast, low pressure develops, and you get that perfect storm track. Mm -hmm. Which for us, for snow lovers around here, is low pressure developing over the Gulf of Mexico, trick is you got to keep it moving east instead of making that turn to the north yeah so for us if you're looking for snow in the carolinas low pressure develops in the northern central gulf of mexico and crosses florida more or less in the middle and then heads out into florida yeah if it starts inching further north if you get low pressure that let's say passes savannah or jacksonville florida that starts to pull warm air up in here 
and that is going to give us all rain. I always say south of Jacksonville, and you got a shot. You, south of Jacksonville, you got a shot mm-hmm. for sure. Um, all of our big, big snowstorms have occurred in a negative NAO. So White Christmas, nineteen eighty nine, um, the big famous snowstorm, biggest snowstorm in South Carolina history in nineteen seventy three was a negative NAO, big low pressure crossing central Florida and then kind of swinging wide right out over the Atlantic. That allows the cold air to stay in and you throw some moisture back in it. I think too, since we've introduced probably a couple new terms for you, <laughs> it's, it's important to realize too when we're forecasting and talking about these outlooks. These are outlooks that are generated because a lot of this we can look forward to say El Nino La Nina. We knew this was coming. Months in advance. Yeah. The beautiful thing about the NAO is it's a little bit more higher resolution than saying an El Nino La Nina. Yeah. And there's some subtle changes where you're like, oh, a couple yeah. weeks, that NAO is going negative. Yeah. We yeah. got a shot. Yeah. And that's and that's kind of what we look for as we head into the winter. It's one of the things I look for all look at all the time is is the NAO. Is it going to be negative? Is it going to be positive? If it starts to flip negative, and if it looks like there's plenty of cold air around. That's when you kind of start, yeah, we're going to start watching that week or that week. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not a guarantee every time we have yeah. a negative NAO doesn't mean it's going to snow. Yeah. It happens all the time. But if you have everything else lining up just right, then you can get things to work. What I'm a little optimistic about this winter <laughs> is if we can score a really good negative NAO and mm-hmm. keep that cold air coming down, you combine that with an active storm track mm-hmm. because of El Nino. Yeah. Now we're talking. Yeah. Could be in business. Well, and that active storm track from El Nino doesn't just allow us the shot alone, but then you get the negative NAO. When you have an El Nino, especially down here, Mm -hmm. we're talking system after After system after system. Yeah. I mean, this winter, not to give it away, is going to be a wet winter. It's going to be wet. It's going to be active. Yeah, unless, barring any kind of significant, significant change or some other factor that sort of takes over. It's going to be wet and El Nino winters. Um, I, I remember a few that, I mean, it's just uh, 98 was one. Uh, mm-hmm. that, was, that was a super El Nino. So we're not anywhere near that strong, but uh, I mean, you were getting a couple inches of rain literally every two or three days, Yep. you know? Um, so flooding can sometimes be a concern around here for El Nino winters. Yeah. And it's important too, when we're talking about these El Ninos, they're kind of classified and I'm glad you said it, weak, moderate, strong, and there's a couple years where it's been just very strong. Mm -hmm. And it's all based off the degrees above Mm -hmm. for the warm waters in Celsius. When we're talking, you know, um, a strong El Nino, one and a half degrees Celsius is all we're talking to change the entire flow of the the atmosphere. Around the entire globe. Which is nuts. Yeah. The winds die down from it, and uh, that's going to be our big story. Anything you want to touch on so far? Did we miss anything? No, let's recap. Real okay. bottom line. Typical El Nino winter. Cool and wet. Looking for the NAO. Yep. To give us cold air, that increases our odds of snow. But we always have to go with the caveats. Mm-hmm. If it's a really weak El Nino, let's say it weakens more than forecast. Yeah. That could change how things work Mm -hmm. Uh, you can have other factors that may sort of outweigh el nino think about this hurricane season and at the beginning of the season the forecast was for this to become a very strong el nino during hurricane season never really reached the very Mm -hmm. strong category It, it didn't quite meet that threshold and the warm atlantic sort of overpowered El Nino typically gives us a quieter hurricane season. Yeah. Right now, I think fourth busiest on act on on record, fourth mm-hmm. busiest during a El Nino winter. That's unusual or summer rather. Um, so there are always caveats. Not this past winter, but the winter before was a very strong La Nina winter for us. It was cold and wet, and we even got a little snow and ice. Mm-hmm. So, there are caveats. Yeah, and welcome to Forecasting 101. <laughs> yeah. um, so, I'm going to say the word Enzo, which is just basically El Nino Southern Oscillation. We can yeah. look at that. We can look at 
um, to kind of see the future of this El Nino and what it's forecast. Basically, the water temperatures out in mm-hmm. the sea surface. Um, there was actually just recently, like a week or two ago, the update from the Climate Prediction Center, mm-hmm. where they say, hey, we're going to just give you what we have on our models and break it down into the percentages. Yep. Probability. Yeah. It's the easiest way for you all to understand it. Um, week El Nino forming, 100% yep. all the way through. Yep. It will be an El Nino. Moderate El Nino, 99% uh, through December, 97% through January, uh, 92% through February. So more than likely, we yep. will have at least a moderate El Nino. Check. Got it. Strong El Nino is where we start to dip a little mm-hmm. bit. It was stronger, like you said, in the mm-hmm. summer. Now it's 77% through December, 75% through January, and 62%. The very strong is like 40%. Yeah. The very strong El Nino is not going to happen. Right. Why I say that is because your NAO is your bread and butter. Yeah. I've ran a lot of analogs over the past couple weeks. <laughs> We're about to geek out. All right. I'm going to need your help here. Um, so for those that don't know, analogs are kind of a way we can look at the atmosphere and what it looks like now, look at Enzo soundings or futuristic forecasts and compare them let to me, previous years. You, you go first. You, you, you geeked out on that one. I'm going to geek out. So yeah. let me so let me please do. <laughs> let me define an analog a little <laughs> easier. So you basically take a snapshot of what your weather is now. Yep. Weather with El Nino with other patterns that are globally mm-hmm. happening. Yep. At this time or over the summer or through the fall, you can adjust at any time. You look at what's happening now, you go back in the past, mm-hmm. find similar years that had a very similar setup, and you use that to see what happened in the future of Correct. those years. So that's how an analog works. I like it. Is that better? Yeah, because I was talking about excited. so indexes. Yeah. Okay. I'm excited. All right. So I pulled some analog years. Analog years for us. Correct. And I pulled about, I think there was a total of 12. Okay. I immediately nixed the ones that did not have an El Nino winner. Yeah, because, yeah. What's the point? What's the point? It doesn't show me anything. Yeah. Five came up. Okay. That's where I'm going to need your help. Mm-hmm. I pulled some numbers, too, mm-hmm. just for some indication. So just on record, previous El Nino years, you think of some of the very strong. We're not going to have to worry about that. But strong and moderate, you can see all my years written here, the analog years that came up with an El Nino, 1957-58. Okay. I wasn't quite born then. Well, I'm not going (laughs) to, but I did look that one up. Mm -hmm. 1965-1966. Okay. 2002-2003, which I thought was really interesting. That was a good winner. Big winner in the 1994-1995. Not a big winner in the Carolinas. In 2009-2010. Fantastic winner. When I pulled those, <laughs> there's a shot. Yeah. And what I mean by that is if you look at just those five years, with once again taking the snapshot of where we are now mm-hmm. and what this could look like come uh-huh. January, December. December was a little bit more milder. Mm-hmm. But January and February came roaring in like kind of common in El Nino. Yeah, for December to be a little bit milder. Yeah, um, and then but a lot of times, as you mentioned, uh, winter comes roaring to life. Um, you mentioned two thousand nine, two thousand ten, Myrtle Beach three and a half inches. Does that sound yep. right? Yep. Florence three and a half or three yep. is what it says. Um, a lot of these pictures here are actually from the nine ten. God, just winter. let it happen. <laughs> yeah. Let it happen. Yeah. And I, I actually took most of these pictures the morning after that snow, uh, just riding around because it was my first time seeing snow like this in Myrtle <sighs> Beach. Yeah. Uh, four out of the five had some sort of snow in Myrtle Beach. Mm-hmm. Um, 1965-66 only had a trace. Um, Florence had half an inch. 2003 had half an inch in Myrtle. One and a half in Florence. You said that 2-3? Yeah, that was. Two, yeah, 2 Winter of 2-3 was a. Big winter, especially in North Carolina. I was going to say, Carolina also the Ohio more. Valley got rocked in 2-3. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think there were also some ice storms around here. That was before I got here, but I remember covering some big ice storms in the Carolinas that winter. 
Um, and then 58, because I pulled that, because I was mm-hmm. like, I don't know if Jamie's going to. No. no. Uh, Florence got seven and a half inches of snow. Nice. Uh, Myrtle Beach got one and a half. So okay. why do I bring that up? I'm not saying that that's going to happen, but it's a good indication that with the pattern that we have, mm-hmm. there are chances. And if we're going to get it, I think it's going to have to be toward the end of the season. Now, you said there's a caveat. Here's what I'm worried about. Yep. When you look at the pattern right now, it's like all five of those years mm-hmm. flip the switch quick. Mm-hmm. Because right now, mm-hmm. we don't look like El Nino. Nope. nope. We're completely yeah. opposite, yeah. which worries me. Yeah. Like you're sitting here. It's almost like we're sitting here and we know there's potential. And you're just. Just waiting. It's like waiting for the person you invited to a thing at 5 o'clock, but it's yeah. like 5.30. 5.30. Where like, are they right. at? Yeah. That's how I feel about winter right now. Like, I want to go all in on it, but then I look at where we are here in November. Like, yeah. the snowpack, there's none. Yeah. But I know there's time to come. Yeah. It's it's early. It mm. takes – it's a gradual process to get sort of the overall winter pattern going. Yeah. To get it established. Mm-hmm. It's, you know, we've got another good – four to six weeks before yeah. I think we really start to get a clearer picture of how the winter pattern is going to evolve. Yeah. You want to make any bold predictions? Uh, after you do. You've been talking about it for three okay, weeks. I mean, <laughs> um, sometime mid-December, Yeah. we get an extremely cold shot of air okay. to set everything up. Really? Negative NAO. I just got a feeling just really? looking at everything. It might be late December. But I think once we get that shot, yeah, we're in business. Could be. And I really think, my bold prediction, we see snow here in Myrtle Beach this year. And I think we see accumulating snow over an inch in the PD. Over, oh, okay, over an inch in the PD. In the PD. Not, no, not in Myrtle. No, God, okay. I would never. Okay. okay. But we see snow. So that is your bold prediction. We see snow in Myrtle Beach this year. So flakes in the air counts. Not flurries. Flakes. Flakes. Like we legit see, snow. We see legit air. snow in the air. Will okay. it stick? I don't know. Okay. But that's my bold prediction. I just it just feels right. Okay. But once again, the caveat, we gotta have it come. And I know that like sounds obvious. Yeah. But you're just sitting there waiting and everything looks good. And I've seen this time after time where it's like strong El Nino water yeah. El Nino. Yeah. But yeah. if if we can see a strong El Nino here, I really like the chances. Yeah. Of snow in Myrtle Beach. I mean, the, just based on everything, yeah, the odds are better. All right, so I'm going to Now, granted, counter- that's three months out. Yeah. I'm going to counter your bold prediction okay. with my bold prediction. Uh-oh. And my bold prediction if takes us to the other end, other potential aspects. I almost aspects. did this. In fact, I have another bold prediction regarding that, but yes. Of El Nino, because I, I kind of knew where you were going with your bold prediction. Yeah. So I was like, I, I got to go somewhere. Yours is a good one. December, January, February, so the heart of our winter. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say that Myrtle Beach is placed under a tornado watch at a minimum of two times. Oh, yeah. I think it's a fair point. I think that's fair. <laughs> I really do. And here's what's crazy about this. You get that active storm track, mm-hmm. strong low pressures. I can easily see us sitting there a week out saying, severe weather setup, winter weather potential. Depending on what side and what that load track is, yeah, I could totally see potentially that. both happening simultaneously in the Carolinas. Yeah, we could easily have a tornado watch here along the coast, and the mountains are getting dumped on. Yeah, with snow. Yeah. Um. Again, that active storm track during El Nino. If those low pressures and those storms are tracking south of us, it's chilly. It's damp. It's potentially wintry somewhere in the Carolinas. If that storm track is a little further north. And these areas of low pressure track from, say, Birmingham to Atlanta to mm-hmm. Charlotte. That puts us on that warm side. And it doesn't take much. And it doesn't take much in the winter because mm-hmm. in the winter, what you're lacking in warmth and humidity that you think of for typical severe storms, you are more than making up for mm-hmm. in energy in the atmosphere. Yeah. Jet stream energy. Insane jet stream yeah. energy. Low-level jet out there. Yeah. Low-level mm-hmm. jet, jet stream energy just howling mm. a couple thousand feet above us. That can get a, a good setup. El Nino Springs, El Nino Winters, big severe weather seasons. Yeah. Typically. 
I especially would, for the deep south. I even feel confident saying that we see both. I, I think I, could go with I think it. this yeah. winter. Yeah. I would just go ahead and say it. I think uh, this winter we see tornado watches and we see snow. Could happen in the same week. It really could. <laughs> yeah. And that's what's crazy and yeah. gets me so excited just because we're going to be busy. Yeah. If we if we can lock into that El Nino pattern, yes, it can be busy and it can be fun. Yeah. And I'm okay with that. Yeah, me and you both. Yeah. I think I think we all would be I my other bold prediction was an early start to severe weather season, but you basically yeah. said that. Yeah. I think February is active. I think March is active mm-hmm. until we could kind of flip that script, which yeah. isn't going to happen until probably at least summer. Um trying to think. Oh, game. So yep. I need a city. Okay. I was thinking Charlotte. Yeah. And we predict the first accumulating snowfall for a said city. Let's add to that. Okay. Let's go for the first accumulating snowfall for said city. Okay. But let's also go for the winter snowfall total for said city. Oh, Lord. Okay. Because a lot of times in the Carolinas, it snows once a winter. Yeah. You know? (laughs) So let's do Charlotte. Let's do Charlotte. They average, I think, five inches a year. Mm, like six. Six? Yeah, five and a half, It six. was like five and a half, yeah. something like that. Okay. It's the average snowfall for Charlotte. So if you're still here with us, welcome. Thank you for sticking around. Um, we need you to answer this as well. So give us a date for the first snowfall that accumulates. All it has to be is a trace. Mm-hmm. And then give us the total for the season. First is January 17th. Ooh. God, I don't like that. <laughs> Okay. I already had my note. Total for the season for Charlotte. I'm going to go five and a half. I'm going to ride the average, but I'm also going to say I'm going to expand on my bold prediction for Charlotte. Okay. Five and a half, but that comes from two separate storms. Okay. It is so tough, too. El Nino is on that tricky part <laughs> yeah. of Charlotte where yeah. they can get chances and then get warm-nosed. Yeah. Um, so, Jamie said January 17th. It was funny because I already had January 22nd down for me. <laughs> 22 is just a good number. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to go, if I'm saying we're going to get snow, I'm going to go a little bit more optimistic. Let's say, Let's say seven. Seven inches. That's pretty bold. It is bold. It is bold. I don't think Charlotte has had an above normal snowfall winter. In a long time. In fact, if you look, a strong El Nino actually favors below normal for them, which worries me a little bit when I said it. But negative NAO, low pressures to the south. We'll see. So... Let us know, friends. January, and I did a later snowfall, so I think it even comes in later. Yeah. Um, I'm just kind of riding climatology for for that. That's smart. It's hard to get it to snow around here until you get into January. And around here, anywhere outside of the mountains in the Carolinas. It happens on occasion. Man, if if it snows on January 17th in Charlotte, we're clipping your clip and being like, first alert. Done. (laughs) Write my check. I'm retiring. Nailed it. Oh, my goodness. I think that's it for our winter weather. I don't know. Maybe we could do a recap or something down the road to see how well we did. I think we should definitely probably do an update. Maybe as we kick off season three after the holidays, kind of where we are. That would be fun. You know. Hey, welcome back. Let's do a recap. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's up with El Nino? Mm. How's NAO looking? Okay. Stuff like that. And we'll see if we can make a graphic, too, to get people to guess. Like, hey, here's our guesses. What's yours? Yeah. So, all right, yeah. let's shoot the breeze. <laughs> we should also do a poll. Oh, a poll. Okay. Does it snow in Myrtle Beach this winter? Oh, that's good. Just snow, right? Just snow. Doesn't okay. have to be accumulating snow. Okay. But just flakes in the air. I like it. Um, That'd be good. I'm trying to think. Andrew and Jamie revealed their thoughts. At least, you know, around here, I mean, we kind of joke about it. At least once per winter, you'll get at least something. Mm-hmm. Of course, it's not Flurry. huge. Well, it's like, like two in the morning, too. Right, yeah. It's, you know, you'll get four <laughs> flakes, yeah, like you said, at three in the morning behind a strong cold front. 
Um, but last winter we didn't. Mm-mm. We didn't have we didn't have anything. No. The previous winter was actually kind of decent. Yeah, it was little, fun. We had a little ice storm, and then we had that a week dusting later. We had a little dusting to an on the inch. beach. Yeah, which was nice. So yeah, I really think we'll see flakes. Flurries for, eh. for the new people here. It's kind of it's kind of crazy. When I first started here in two thousand eight, um, the winter of two thousand eight two thousand nine was pretty good. These were from February two thousand nine. Uh, the winter of nine ten was really good. I would kill for this. We had the winter of ten eleven. I don't think it was anything too crazy. But then we had um, eleven twelve, twelve thirteen. Uh, were both big winters. Uh, I ended up covering. We ended up covering a lot more winter weather here <laughs> the first mm. five years than we did tropical weather. Um, it was every winter we were getting getting something pretty good. I thought it was also interesting, and I mean it makes sense. Only three El Ninos since the 2000s. Mm-hmm. 2015, obviously, was very strong. Mm-hmm. 2002, 2003, 2009, 2010, and then you'll have this one. Yeah, and two, three, nine, ten were both good winners in the Carolinas. Yeah. 50s and 60s had some serious El Ninos. But that was a glorious time for weather could patterns. You, could you imagine? Glorious time for weather patterns. Oh, yeah. I would love it. Yeah. All right, let's shoot the breeze. Okay. If you are still here with us, thank you for sticking with us. You can ask your questions. We would love to see it. Love to read them. Hopefully you're still here and not. It's perfect that I drew this one first. I saved this. This is from Jenna's mom. Oh. Suzanne says, what is winter going to be like in the Northeast this year? (laughs) Here comes another 10 minutes. Yeah, probably better than last winter. Yeah. They had a terrible winter up north last winter. Awful. Awful. Even I think, like New York City, Boston, I mean, just hardly yeah. any snow. It's so hard for me to say temperatures up there because yeah. I know it's supposed to be like milder, Yeah, but it's still going to be cold. But it's still, yeah, yeah. And that's the thing you have to realize, even like in that map that we showed of the overall El Nino pattern, you know, it has like the Dakotas and Montana and Colorado is yeah. above normal. That doesn't mean it's 70. It could be two to three degrees. It, it, yeah. Instead of <laughs> minus 20, it's Correct. minus 10. Yeah. So, there you know, you it's, things are relative. Uh-huh. Um, I think it's definitely better than last winter in yeah. New England and the Northeast. I think, too, it's all going to be dependent on that um, NAO a little bit because mm-hmm. depending on where that storm track sets up depends mm-hmm. on your all's nor'easter potential. Yeah. So those low pressures typically can go right across the Ohio Valley and dump some serious snow. Um, you get an active track that's further south, and it might be a little bit more calmer for them. It just yeah. depends. Yeah, a lot of times in NAO, um, it's if you get that negative NAO that we've been talking about, um, it can actually suppress the storm track far enough south yeah. that those storms don't make that bend up the coast. Or by the time they do, they're too far yeah. out. So you kind of avoid the big blizzards uh, and nor'easters in the yeah. northeast. So that's kind of something that they watch. They're also big NAO people up there. Yeah. Good question. Yeah. Hopefully that answers some of it. Yeah. All right. Ah, another one that kind of ties into this. <laughs> winter Winter outlooks seem to be the big thing, especially in Kentucky. Mm. Are there also seasonal outlooks for spring, summer, and fall? And this is from David. Um, great question, David. Yeah. And I totally get that. Um, in Kentucky, they're like, Especially on TV, it's like mm-hmm. our winter weather outlook. Right. Friday at six, and yeah. then all the other people will do theirs. Yeah. Um, and it's the same thing. Yeah. But they do happen for spring and summer and fall. Yeah. And I get them for places that have legitimate winters. Yeah. Yeah. Like Kentucky, like yeah. New England, like yeah. Colorado. I mm-hmm. get the importance and significance of winter outlooks there. Much like I get the significance of hurricane outlooks here that yep. we do in the spring and mm-hmm. summer. Winter out, even if we have a quote unquote bad winter where it gets cold a lot and it snows a lot, it's also going to do this. Mm-hmm. Every single winter here is back and forth. We yep. get warm spells, we get cold spells. Mm-hmm. And so it's just, it just doesn't have as much value for us yep. outside of a general broad brushed look at what may happen. Yeah, Kentucky too, David, if you're um, still tuning in and wondering about you, El Nino can be really good for the Ohio Valley. So, mm-hmm. um, once again, it's kind of like New York. If that storm track stays a little bit further to the north, good luck. Have mm-hmm. some fun. I mean, I remember some big snows. Mm-hmm. Um, 
ice is also a problem in El Nino's, especially for the Ohio Valley. So we'll see. Um, David, thank you for watching from Kentucky. Appreciate the support. Um, All right. We saved this question for last week. This is the one. I'm still not ready for it. We have another one. Um, You get to trade places with one person for 24 hours. Who is it and why? I don't know a who. I mean, I guess I could pick anybody. I thought about this, and I think I'm going to go musician. I just want to know, A, not really the road life, but I want to know, like, what's it like? Because I'm a big music junkie. What's it like leading up to the show? The excitement builds around. What's it like going out there and hearing people sing your songs? Mm -hmm. What's road life like? What's the after party like? And then 24 hours, I'm up. I think I would take that. There are so many caveats to that question. Like there we're are. talking about, are they dead? Are they alive? Are mm-hmm. they, am I changing? So I'm exchanging places with them? Yeah. Like, my gut instinct was to say Jesus <laughs> so that I can <laughs> figure it all out. But then I was like, do I want to know all that? <laughs> I love that. Do I that. need to know all I that? I love that. <laughs> Brownie point secured right there. <laughs> it's not a bad one. I mean, I guess if. You know? Mm. Then you have all the answers. I know, and that's that's yeah, that's that's where it gets philosophical. Do I want all the answers? I'm trying to that think might who be else a lot to deal with. If it, you know, wasn't for that, I still don't know. Mm. I still don't know. Yeah, I'm trying to think of somebody who was like a big, like went viral for their era and did nothing wrong, you know. Mm-hmm. But I feel like there's always a scandal somewhere. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, that's a good question. I can't think anymore. That's deep. Yeah. So I'm going to move on. I'll just say Jesus. I almost like the question better of like, who would you hang out with for 24 hours? Definitely Jesus. (laughs) (laughs) Definitely Jesus. (laughs) Me and Jesus at the coffee shop. That's funny. I love it. So tell me. (laughs) Tell me about your life. What's it all about? (laughs) Um, (laughs) And I think we've already pretty much answered uh, this question from April: What makes winter forecasting so different, oh, so difficult? April, yeah. Um, Hit rewind. <laughs> you know, if you take it back from the seasonal forecasting to just day-to-day forecasting, mm-hmm. it can get kind of difficult. Mm. But of course, when you start talking about individual storms especially the ones that have the potential mm-hmm. to bring winter weather here that's when that's what i like to say that's when we earn our paycheck yeah for sure in the winter because it, it our proximity to the ocean mm-hmm. um really makes it tough i think to, also too tough too sorry to make a high confidence forecast and maybe that, I don't know, because this is what tore me up in eastern Kentucky, and I love snow, but I lost so much sleep on it. The layers of the atmosphere in winter forecasting matter so much more. Not that they don't in, you know, hurricanes or severe yeah. weather, because they do. But you get, remember we talked about the atmosphere and how the clouds climb through those atmospheres and we refer to the pressure levels as millibars, but you go so high up mm-hmm. and you can have a warm layer of air mm-hmm. just above the surface in a winter storm. Everything's there. Mm-hmm. But if you miss that one layer, if it's a little bit warmer yeah, than one, it could be a thin layer. And, and, and it, <laughs> it could even be to where it doesn't show up on models yeah. until the morning of where they send a balloon up and you're like, yeah. oh, that's going to change things. That's different. Yeah. yeah. To where it completely ruins everything. Yeah. So and you I've, end up getting I've, sleet instead of snow. That's the problem. I think yeah. that's the tough part. And severe weather's that way too. But yeah. at least with severe weather, when those changes happen, it's not a complete like, well, whatever. Yeah. Usually it shifts. Yeah. Like, hey, the threat's not as high here, but I think it's shifting to the north. Yeah. With snow. Yeah. I've seen so many setups where it's like, oh, this is it. Mm-hmm. Rain. 33 degree rain. Mm-hmm. And that's what makes winter weather so impossible. Yeah. A lot of people, I think... The, the obviously the focus is on the weather that's down here where we are. So, oh, okay, it's cold down here, so it's going to snow. Yeah. Well, no, yeah, like I said, like you said, you have to, it's everything happening above you and so many things, especially here, that warm layer that you were talking about, it's that warm layer that oftentimes 
uh, kills our snow chance because mm-hmm. because of our typical storm track. Mm-hmm. Any kind of an easterly wind that's coming in off the ocean is going to drive in that warm air. Even mm-hmm. in the most bitter cold winters, that Atlantic stays warm, relatively speaking. So mm-hmm. any onshore wind and you drive in that warm layer. Um, and so you can get 33, 34 in rain. It's the worst forecast. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's tough. Uh, I've even had it too where it's like 30 degrees at the surface and it's pouring rain and mm-hmm. everyone says, "Well, this isn't possible." Well, mm-hmm. it is. Mm-hmm. Cuz a mile above you, it's mm-hmm. 36. Yeah. Welcome to the freaking struggle. Like yeah. it's all oh, those are the days that I don't yeah. miss. Yeah. You're just sitting there and it's pouring and you're like even every weather station says blow freezing. Yeah. And then you look at you like you look into the models and to the actual data and it's like, "Well, there it is." Yeah. I've never since being here in Myrtle Beach, I've never gone into a winter storm with any confidence, <laughs> any confidence I get whatsoever. That. Yeah. What? So every one of them is literally waiting until it starts to see how it's going to unfold. Yeah. And even then, it's still not a guarantee. We've, I think we've talked about on this podcast, the biggest bust I've ever had here was uh, the winter storm that we had in 2018. Mm. Um, Man, you want to talk about a classic setup for snow, negative NAO. It was snowing the day before. It was snowing in New Orleans. It was snowing in Biloxi, Mississippi. Got up the morning. Our forecast, like I said, was for two to four inches of snow here. Got up that morning. It was in the 20s. It was, by that morning, it was snowing in Savannah, Mm. It was snowing in Charleston, and it was all just rolling up the coast. And I was like, got it. (laughs) Got it. We nailed this one. And then it started to sleet here instead of snow. It'll do it. And we were supposed to, by that afternoon, we were supposed to change over or have steady snow. And it just kind of would spit a little freezing rain, a little sleet, a little flake here and there. And the moisture just stopped. It just mm. stopped and would not make it into Ori County. Would not make it into the Grand Strand. Conway, four inches of snow. Florence, five inches of snow. Georgetown, six inches of snow. Myrtle Beach, finally got a dusting. That's insane. North of us, Calabash, Wilmington, five inches of snow. Myrtle Beach, yeah. We had something like that in Eastern Kentucky. Just and I've ne- I've never gotten hate mail oh, like I did that day. Oh, yeah. I mean. It'll happen. Well, in Eastern Kentucky, too, and this is the same way with the mountains in North Carolina or Tennessee, you get, you know, your ridges. Mm-hmm. You get your valleys. Mm-hmm. I remember vividly we had a system that moved through, and the base of Eastern Kentucky, at least the viewing area, got two to three inches. Mm-hmm. Great, whatever. The ridges mm-hmm. got twelve. Mm-hmm. I mean, you had twelve. You have people with twelve inches. You had three, mm-hmm. and then in the valleys, nada. Yeah, and yeah. people were fired up. Mm-hmm. And we're talking like it's not a big drop to get yeah. down, but I mean, schools were closed everywhere because yeah. you couldn't drive down the mountain. You mm-hmm. couldn't drive up the mountain. It was a mess. But so much hate mail. Mm-hmm. Well, my neighbor got three inches of snow, but I yeah. got nothing. Yeah. And it was mainly sleet and freezing rain yep. in the valleys. So. Since since that 2018 disaster, if we have winter weather of any potential here, I always go into it with the mindset of... This will change. Whatever it takes for it to not happen mm. is kind of what I'm going to go with. Yeah. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go into any winter weather forecasting event here extremely conservative and extremely doubtful of anything happening. Well, and it's it's important you say that, too, because no one's going to call you and complain if it over- overperforms. Correct. Yeah. And you can kind of catch up with that. Yeah. So if we have something that's coming and we're like, yeah, maybe a little sleet and freezing rain, and then as we get closer or as the event unfolds and it looks like it is going to be something, it's much easier to ratchet up a forecast mm-hmm. Than to bring one down. Yeah. People love it when you go from maybe an inch <laughs> to maybe four inches. Oh, yeah. If you go from maybe four inches to just rain, they hate it. Yeah. So, 
And that's yeah. where we always talk about the magic and the psychology of this business. Yeah. That's where it comes in. That's actually a really always good Always start really low. Yeah. Start low, especially around here. Yeah. In an area that does not get snow, yeah. always start low. Low and conservative. Yeah, that's a good and, way to look at it. I think that it probably won't happen. <laughs> and then tweak if you and need then to. tweak as you go. No one will ever hate you for bringing yeah. them the good news of snow unless right. they hate it. Yeah. So, Which, I, can we talk about that? Hate snow? Yeah, the guy from Twitter the other day. Oh. If you're my Twitter followers, please go check out the thread. It was Friday, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean. I'm, I can't say the name, obviously. I, but. I can't either. But I posted, basically it was something about average snowfall during uh, winter. During El Nino winters. And it, I was like, hey, snow lovers in the Carolinas, because we're snow lovers in the Carolinas. And I'm also, I'm a meteorologist, so I tweet about weather. This dude came for me over and over and over. I on a Friday when it. I was off work. And I was, just happened to be fired up enough. I may have been sitting on the patio drinking a Cosmo when I started firing back at him. Oh, and you didn't just fire. You fired back hard. I fired back I hard. And then, you know what? My peeps came at came. Came for him. And he my, my stopped. My stood up for me. And, yeah, he stopped. So, if you're a Twitter follower, go back to Friday and you'll see my post and you'll kind of see just some of the crazies that we deal with. And Maybe this, he's a viewer. If you're a viewer or a listener, um, dude, stop. And this is what <laughs> makes the world go around. If we get snow this year, does that mean you move further south? Jamie Arnold. Yeah, That's what you said to yeah, him. <laughs> because he said, if you want snow, go further north. Uh, you'll get sick of it. Uh. And then he just kept coming back. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Um, I think that's a good place to end it. I think so too. Also, we got to say breaking news. Yes, it has happened. Matt Stanley has agreed to it. Yeah, Matt Stanley, our boss, has agreed to the podcast. I don't know what happened. So that's coming up in two two weeks. I think two weeks. Yeah. 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 Kristen's going to be next week. Yeah. So um, the, so we'll have Kristen. Then we'll have Matt. Then we have. Is that Thanksgiving? Where we're taking a break. Uh, yes. Yes. When are Mitch and Aaron coming? After Thanksgiving. Okay. I think they come technically to record it like a week of or the week before. Okay. Yeah, look at my notes. I have no yeah. idea where, yeah. where we are. Um, but okay. yeah, I'm ex- <laughs> It's like, what year am I on? Also, can we talk about Jenna, former intern, who, by the way, will be coming back to do a little fill-in work over, whoop, whoop. over the holidays. Yeah. She has left little notes. Oh, on yours too? In the weather center that we just kind of occasionally find. So in my little notebook, I was flipping through, and the other day I get a little note. Hi, Jamie. Have a great day. Jenna, best intern ever. (laughs) She's putting it into your mind that you can never forget her. She's making sure that we never forget her, so thanks, Jenna. She also wrote it on the uh, calendar. On the calendar, yeah. So when we flipped to October, there was a little note from Jenna. Yeah. Um, I had it here somewhere, but we'll figure it out later. Okay. Um, but yeah, Kristen, Matt, we have a break, Mitch, and then holiday party. Holiday party. Are you serious? December 7th. 7th. Yeah. That Thursday. Yeah. So that does it. That does it. Uh, basically we have no idea what's going to happen for winter. Yeah, we'll keep you posted. But we'll we'll let you know come uh, mid-February how winter's going. <laughs> <laughs> but you heard our bold predictions, and we can't yeah. wait to hear yours. Yeah. That does it. That was that a fun episode. It. it was. It was good. It was fun. All right. Bye, friends. Thanks. Thanks.